Welcome back to season four of How Good Is That to Helen Back. I'm J Rod. I'm Jessica. Uh, and we're going to dive right into talking about season two of American Horror Story Asylum. Um, so I'm going to go over the plot synopsis real quick. Set in 1964, the season follows the patients and staff members of the church owned Briarcliff Manor, located in Massachusetts, which is founded. To treat, the, uh, to treat and house the criminally insane. Kit Walker, played by Evan Peters, is accused of being the prolific serial killer named Bloody Face after the disappearance of his wife Alma, played by Brittany Oldford. Uh, though he claims she was abducted by aliens, uh, he's incarcerated at Briarcliff. Uh, this piques the interest of ambitious lesbian journalist Lana, Lana Winters. <laughs> Not Lana, Lana Winters, played Lana by Sarah, Sarah Paulson, uh, who is yearning to find a story for her big break. At Briarcliff, Kit meets the other patients, many of whom uh, claim to be unjustly institutionalized, including microcephal uh, microcephalic Pepper, played by Naomi Grossman, nymphomaniac Shelley, played by Chloe Sevigny, uh, whose cheating husband hypocritically committed her after finding her in bed with two guys and the unassuming grace bertrand played by uh, lizzie brochere brochere from france believed to be the violent serial killer kit becomes a subject of interest of pragmatic psychiatrist oliver threadson played by zachary quinto and the sadistic uh, dr arthur arden played by james cromwell uh, the latter who the latter of whom routinely conducts scientific operations on patients. The institution is run under the watchful eye of the stern sister Jude, played by Jessica Lange, as well as her second-in-command, the, na the naive sister Mary Eunice, played by Lily Rabe, and the founder of the institution, Monsignor Timothy Howard, played by Joseph Fiennes. Briarcliff's inhabitants are routinely subject to the supernatural and scientific influences including demonic possession and extraterrestrial abduction. A lot happens in this season. This season it's, is nuts. It's packed with, like, chaos and so much goes on. And I've seen it two times, and I still don't remember every little thing that happens because there's so much. Yeah, so... It, when I first watched this, it took us a while to actually get into it. Because you're like, I want to watch seasons one and three first. So we watched... A murder house and then coven yeah and it took us forever to because come back to this i want to like this season so much and i do like it but i want to like it more than i do yeah. but it, there's so much that happens that like for me it was just hard to keep my interest almost because there's so much and i'm just like okay there's this and there's that and there's the demons and there's aliens but then apparently people think it's tied in together so then like and there's just all these things that go on yeah like there are theories that it's like an analogy for, like, angels or God, the aliens, that is. Yeah, that's what Ryan Murphy said. Yeah, him It's like a metaphor for God, yeah. the aliens and stuff. It's like, what? okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it works. I get it. It works for the very, the Catholic nature of the asylum, yep. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like this season? I do. Um, I think, I, I know I like it more than you do. There's a lot of things about it. I mean... Obviously, again, the acting. Oh, the acting's amazing. So good. Yeah. Uh, James Cromwell 
Ugh. as Dr. Arthur Arden. So evil. Also known as Dr. Hans Gruber. Yes. Which is somewhat revealed later and then even more confirmed in season four. Yeah. So we'll touch on that more. Horrible person. There's also more about Pepper that we'll touch on in season four, but her character in this is an older version of the season four character of Pepper because it's... That one's in the 50s, this one's in the 60s. Yeah. I know uh, Cromwell won an Emmy for this role. Oh, I think Jessica Lange also won an Emmy for this. Yeah, I think... She, well, I'll, I'll look real quick. They I, had a lot of Emmy nominations and other award nominations for this season. And it, like, it's not that I don't like it. It's just... I don't know. Like, I wish it grabbed me a little more than it did. Because the storylines are amazing. The writing was so good. The acting's brilliant, like you said. So... But I just don't, I think it's because there is so much going on. It's just kind of hard. But then Murder House had a lot going on. So I really don't know what the difference is. And I love aliens. <laughs> like my obsession with aliens and UFOs and stuff. Like I think that I wanted more with the aliens. And maybe that's why. Because like I'm teased with an alien story. And there's a decent chunk of alien stuff. But I feel like I just want more. And a lot of people say that they want season 10 to be aliens. And I'm one of those people. So Yeah, like, I mean... We'll see what happens. Aliens would be pretty neat. Um, but you gotta... Uh, Jessica Lange was nominated, but... Oh, she didn't win? Only Cromwell won for oh, the season. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. No, hmm. you're good. That's why I looked up that's, real quick. That's crazy. I'm surprised. Because her She won Jude, for season one. Okay. Uh, supporting. Okay. Um, it's it's awesome she was up for it though. Oh yeah, this the is, first the oh. first three seasons. What a character to play. There were people up for, maybe in four seasons there were people up for awards for ev- all of them. Yeah. Um, so but going back to your aliens, I would love to see it, but at the same time, I think just touching on it may be enough for me, because I feel like there's so much more they could do with what they already have built as far as like the tie-ins of the anthology i mean it could very well tie into this though like they could bring the aliens from this back and yeah in they, they could 10. they could do more um so i feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be a fresh story on aliens it could be you know but and i don't think because never has he ever really just relied on one subject in a season you know what i mean every season has true. so many different Things that he's focusing on, categories he's focusing on. So I feel like it wouldn't just be about, like, extraterrestrial UFO alien stuff. Like, there would be other things. Yeah. Honestly, him just talking, or not talking, but writing a show about how, like, the humans react to aliens. You know what I mean? Because that's something that would be pretty wild. Like... Yeah, absolutely. People would be mass hysteria, and, like, he does that pretty well. We saw that in Apocalypse, so... Yeah, Apocalypse, and I've, even Cult. Yeah, so, I mean, probably all of them, essentially, yeah, there's, so... there's I just feel that. like it could be really neat if he did that, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of things about what his, like, he, what he has intended. There's also talks of him wanting to try to even go past season 10, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, I it's only recently I've heard like yeah. a couple of things like he has hopes about doing it, but okay. nothing really is set in stone obviously yet. That's cool though. Um So, I'm going to go through real quick uh, a couple touch on a couple things that happen in each episode. Obviously a lot more happens than what I'm going to go over. Um but again, this is mostly just to kind of review it for our purposes and uh, if you haven't seen it, give you an idea of what happens. Um, we start off with Adam Levine. 
Maroon 5 getting all up in my American Horror Story. <laughs> and when I watched this the first time with you, I was like, why is he here? I thought the same thing. It like, was pretty random. Oh, uh, I mean... I mean he does fine. Yeah, like it could have been someone else, but like it could have been a lot. Of I would have loved to see like Cody Fern do that role or something because I am all for him being in more roles. Because everyone always talks about Evan Peters, but I feel like Cody Fern is so good too. But I mean, yeah. So nothing against Adam Levine, but like there could have been a regular. You know what I mean? Because we never see him come again. So yeah, this was it could have been like a regular actor that his you know, only was thing, in later yeah. seasons now. So so it starts off with him and his newlywed, uh, the couple are on a honeymoon tour of haunted places and they decide to visit the asylum and things go awry as one would expect for a show called American Horror Story. <laughs> so they are investigating the bloody face murders that happened in the 60s. And then we cut to 1964. Um, we first see Kit Walker um, just at work and then he gets messed with by a couple of his friends he's like, I'm not going to hang out with you. You guys are bad people, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, then he goes home. Uh, and then he's, in, in the 60s, which was a big deal, he's with his interracial, like, he is in an interracial wed uh, marriage, but hasn't told anybody yet. Um, so he and his wife are, you know, at home, and then suddenly stuff sh starts shaking, and he assumes it's uh, his friends coming back to mess with him. But it's actually aliens. And I remember when we first watched this, you were like, there's aliens in this season? Because you had completely forgotten that part. Yeah. Which was really funny considering how excited you were about it. Yeah. I don't know. So, it's a good thing we... It didn't stick the first time I watched. <laughs> this is why we rewatch things. And there was so much to watch week to week waiting for every episode. So like when you can watch it on, when you rewatch something on Netflix, I say this about everything. It's a little bit better that second time around because it flows better because you're watching every single episode probably in a binge watch session. So yeah. versus waiting week to week or there's always sometimes a two week period where you have to wait for the new episode. So I feel like that kind of breaks it up. And if so much happens in each episode, I'm the type of person I forget stuff. Even if I'm like held by it, um, I forget stuff. So yeah. sec the second time around, I definitely was able to kind of get more into it because there was step that by flow. Step. Yeah. Day by day. Day by day. <laughs> Second time around. Sorry. Don't be. I'm leaving that in there. I love step by step. Um, <laughs> gets Patrick Duffy on these seasons. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, uh, cut to the asylum and journalist Lana Winters is attempting to do a story on the Briarcliff Bakery, which was a weird cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she gets in and she's asking a couple of random questions about the bakery. And then she's like, oh yeah, by the way, I totally heard that you may be having bloody face, uh, being admitted today. And I'd love to talk to him. And Jessica Lang's uh, sister Jew is just like, no, <laughs> get out of here. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. She does leave, but then she comes back and... Sister Jude's like, all right, if you're going to keep trying to talk about what we're doing here, you're going to have to stay here. Mm -hmm. So she forces, like she unwillingly is committed. Yep. Um, and then gets consent from. Her girlfriend? Yeah, her girl. Uh, is it her wife? Or no, her it's, it's her girlfriend. Her girlfriend uh, yeah. Played okay, by well, Claire Duvall. I don't yeah. think I have the name right here. Wendy? I think, I think so, yeah, Wendy. Wendy. I know it's Clay Duvall because I like her, but... Um, so she gets her consent as a citizen of the community that she may need to need some help. Because uh, 
Wendy is a teacher, and if it's revealed that she's in a lesbian relationship, she will be fired. Yeah. Gotta love the 60s. So all the blackmail and all this against her will committing. It's pretty scary. I'm like, that's the epitome of American Horror Story. So I like that. In the first episode, you're getting so much. Yeah. So immediately you're just like, okay. um, This is horrible. (laughs) Kit's... Kit doesn't want to admit being in an interracial relationship, and uh, Wendy doesn't want to expose her lesbian relationship with Lana, so Lana's stuck in the asylum. Yep. So it is awful for everyone. Pretty much. So obviously things get worse for our characters, too. Because then we introduce the character of Dr. Threadson in episode two, played by Zachary Quinto, who may be uh, my favorite character on this season just because he plays both sides of his coin so well oh yeah Um, he nails it uh he is the therapist that's going to determine whether or not um kit is uh well enough mentally to face actual trial or if he's going to stay in the asylum then they also go into trying to do some uh, electroshock therapy on Lana to cure her lesbianism, which is something that is awful and shouldn't exist. Especially if it's now and our current, as of recording, vice president thinks that's still a good idea. He's scary. It, like the, the idea, like all these other things are in this season. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, that's all terrible stuff that happened in the 60s. And then you're like, oh, okay. And that's a show, like, that came out in 2012. So to have it now is even, like, creepy. So, and I will say, uh, whether or not they agree with me or not, I think they do. But the opinions of everyone on this podcast may not reflect the opinions of everyone of Superliminal Films. Pence is terrible. Anyway, the rest of the episode goes, and... A teenage boy is admitted, and he is clearly possessed. So then the asylum gets a little bit of the the exorcist feel into it, which mm-hmm. is kind of neat. The teenager dies, and Satan, apparently, it's not just a random demon, it's actual Satan, according to everything I've read a- afterwards. Yeah. Um, then leaves the dead teenager body and goes into sister mary eunice which is an amazing turn for uh lily rabe because she goes from playing like this naive nun to playing a demon possessed nun and it goes crazy from there yeah more so than usual also it's it's revealed that uh like sister mary eunice is working with dr arthur arden in addition like she's playing both sides of the asylum like the scientific and medical side is run by Dr. Arthur Arden and the actual like rehabilitation is run by uh, Sister Jude and and Monsignor um, Timothy Howard. But overall, like he runs everything overall. Yeah, but he doesn't really know what Dr. Arthur Arden's up to. So true. We could say he runs it, but he don't really know what's going on on that part at least. Yeah. um, So it's, uh, (laughs) Sister Mary Eunice is actually playing both sides. Um, like she works with Dr. Arden and his experiments, including accidentally creating sort of zombie things called raspers. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. The things in the woods. Yeah. Those, 
Those well, things are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get into the next episode. It keeps cutting back to the present day, for which is 2012, where um, the newlyweds, Teresa and Leo, are shot by people in bloody face masks who are then approached by an actual bloody face. Something I forgot to mention is that Leo, who's Adam Levine, gets his arm ripped off at the end of season or episode one. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. So he he plays dying really well. Yeah. So anyway, they get approached by uh, an actual bloody face, or they get attacked by an actual bloody face, and then are killed by imposter bloody faces. So many people decided that today was a good day to visit the old asylum. Yeah, for real. Sister Mary Eunice is uh, trying to cover up her tracks, so she kills um, a female patient called the Mexican who is aware of the possession. I feel like that's a thing they do a lot where, like, a lot of members of the Hispanic community are portrayed as being very aware of when someone is possessed by the devil. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's... They're very spiritual people. Yeah, it's It's fine. It's, like, very big in their culture. But, no, it's like, they just decided to... You know, go that route, which is, it makes sense because of that, the history of the culture. So they also, Sister Mary Eunice attempts to seduce Dr. Arden, which... Sets him off. Yeah. because so mad. <laughs> like, one of the reasons he really liked that, liked her, was that she was so innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she starts to act out because she's possessed... He is just like, this is not what I want from you. Yeah. Like, th- no, you are not, so you're not doing that. Grace, Kit, and Lana attempt to escape, but are kind of kept from escaping due to the Raspers being in the woods. So they run back and Shelly is also trying to escape, but is caught by Dr. Arden and is then amputated. He turns her into a monster. That's so, yeah, it's she, such a oh, sad story for so her. so much to her, yeah. Oh. Um, and then next episode, uh, next two episodes are called I Am Anne Frank. Uh, this is, this was so weird, but it's something that it made sense timeline wise, at least, but, uh, a patient is brought in who believes that she is Anne Frank and she knows a lot of things about Dr. Arden, who in reality is Dr. Hans Gruper, a former Nazi doctor. It's revealed that she's not actually Anne Frank, but the things about Dr. Gruper, or Dr. Arden, are true. Uh, Dr. Gruper um, will be, what comes up in season four, as I mentioned. Um, it's kind of interesting that uh, his son, uh, James Cromwell's son, John, plays the younger version of Dr. Arden in both seasons. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. Grace eventually admits that uh, she is, in fact, responsible for the killing of her father and stepmother uh, because of what they were doing to her. Mm-hmm. So Kit wonders, like, you know, maybe I blocked it out that I am actually bloody face. So then after uh, aversion therapy fails with Lana, Dr. Threadson promises that he'll get her out of Briarcliff by the end of the week. And then Anne Frank attacks Dr. Arden. So then she finds Shelley, who is... Um, like, begging to be put out of her misery because she's being turned into a rasper by Dr. Arden. From there, Sister Jude hires a famed Nazi hunter, Mr. Goodman, to figure out uh, what's going on with Dr. Arden. So I think, like, that... Obviously, 
is a huge point because then Sister Mary Jude or Sister Jude, Mary Jude, Mary Eunice and Jude. Hey, Jude. <laughs> it's the thing. Um, there's too many names. There really are. Because then she goes by Judy later. Yeah. Well, that was what she was before Sister and Jude. And then she too. also goes by Betty Drake or Betsy Drake. One of those. Two. Betty Drake. Betty. Betsy, Betsy Drake was the actress. Be- Betsy was the actual actress. <laughs> so once she finds, like, she starts to find out all this stuff, she's like, maybe I, this is a lot worse than it actually should be. Because not only is he doing things that he shouldn't be here, he's done things in the past that he shouldn't be allowed around anybody. Yeah. Horrible man. Dr. Threatson then convinces Kit to make a confession. Um... And Frank's husband shows up to the take fake her home. Anne Frank. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say Anne Frank just because it Anne. makes sense. I don't even know if they were real her real name. Uh, no, it's in parentheses. So uh, they have they had an actual name for the mm-hmm. character, but um, it's just that uh, she needs to come home because they need to take care of their son, even though that Anne Frank is clearly insane. Because after returning, she tries to kill her infant son yep dr arden is given permission to uh, perform a lobotomy on anne frank and sister jude is then threatened by dr arden so then she sneaks out one night uh to a bar because it kind of triggers her to kind of go back to how she was before she joined yeah the, the nunnery that was interesting those scenes. um because it was touched on in the possession the possession episode with the kid um about how she killed a little girl while driving drunk mm-hmm. um obviously very terrible but then it kind of pushed her into the church did uh, she actually kill the little girl she, i don't i don't remember she doesn't she at least doesn't get out and even check i think she just keeps going yeah and i think that's what makes her like so regretful yeah that makes so. sense okay uh, I don't think the character girl actually dies. I think I'm trying to remember. Cause yeah, like, see, like there's so watched. much, so it's hard to remember little details. So then, to prevent Jude from finding out about all the stuff that he's doing, uh, Sister Mary Eunice helps protect her by taking Shelley out to the schoolyard, the schoolyard, and uh, just leaving her there to be discovered. So, yeah, after she gets back from her booze adventure. And then, towards the end of the episode, it's revealed that Dr. Threadson, uh, he does help Lana escape, but then traps her in the basement and reveals that he is, in fact, Bloody Face. Yeah. I feel like in, like, the first episode, I knew it wasn't Kit Walker who was Bloody Face, but I didn't really know. And then you started getting, like, subtle hints that it was Threadson, but when he reveals it, it's just so good. Like... Yeah. Um, so then we get into a little bit more stuff. With the Monsignor uh, visiting Shelley. Uh, but then he decides, you know what? I don't want anything revealed. So, like, he claims he doesn't know anything about Dr. Arden's experiments. But he then strangles Shelley to keep her quiet. So, clearly... He, he would look bad, so it makes sense. Yeah, he kind of knows what's going on. But he knows he has to keep everyone else from finding out. Yeah, it's... Ugh, twisted. Um... Sister Jude uh, finally gets evidence of Dr. Arden's horrific past, but someone's, but then, uh, like, her career is at stake, 
if she reveals it because she's been so responsible for everything going on there and she doesn't want to ruin her reputation or the Monsignor's reputation so she's kind of stuck with that information so then Dr. Arden Monsignor and Sister Mary Eunice indirectly like kind of like join forces yeah um, which is so wild and meanwhile Lana's trying to escape bloody face um, because she's still stuck there and in the present day, the police go and find the three bodies, the honeymooning couple, and then... Or no. There's just three bodies. I think one of them's Leo's, but... Yeah, it was Leo and then the two fake bloody faces. Yeah. Because um, bloody face has Teresa. Because new bloody face Yeah. Uh, took Teresa. We then get into uh, the angel of death appears, oh, and you're so happy. My favorite. Because Francis Conroy is playing the angel of death. She does such a beautiful job. Like, the way it's done, the way she looks, every single thing is just beautifully done. I mean, yeah. Like, the look She's of absolutely my favorite from this season. Is so good. Yeah. Um, the kiss of death she does. Like, yep. uh, everything. I love it. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, Sister Mary Eunice, not so happy about it, because Satan is just very put off by the angel of death being a different angel mm-hmm. um so she just wants her to get out and not really do her thing to, or just leave each other alone sister mary er, damn it sister jude sister mary jude <laughs> hey jude i'm gonna keep doing that so just deal with that everyone why would i be sad i was gonna say i won't be sad <laughs> i know you won't be sad everyone loves the Beatles. Uh, Sister Jude plans to use the angel's services, but first must attempt to make peace with her parents, or peace with the parents of the girl she hit, uh, and that's when she finds out that the girl had survived. After Lana is able to get away from Dr. Threadson, she is injured in a freak car accident and pe- taken back to Briarcliff. And then Kit escapes custody to break Grace out of the asylum, but she is accidentally shot by the chief guard Frank and dies. So tragic. And then episode eight. Unholy Night. Freaking Christmas. Ian McShane plays Santa. <laughs> but not really Santa. Uh, a, patient, a very wild Santa. A patient dressed as Santa. And he goes crazy because he's in there for killing nuns and he's in a Catholic mental, Catholic mental institution. Yeah, so he's like seeking lots of vengeance. It's like Christmas. Yeah. And it's funny because it's Christmas Eve. So then uh, Dr. Arden secretly calls on Sister Jude... Uh, for help in saving Sister Mary Eunice, later revealing his efforts to be a ruse leading Jude back to Briarcliff uh, and trying to keep her from revealing everything she knows. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of Sister Mary, or yeah, Sister Mary Eunice's idea. Uh, meanwhile, Lana reunites with Kit because she's back. Um, and she lets him know that Dr. Threatson is bloody face so that Kit is innocent. He doesn't have to freak out anymore about, you know, did I do it? Did yeah. I not do it? And Dr. Threatson finds Lana, Lana at the asylum, but Kit saves her. Then go to Dr. Arden, who is about to dispose of Grace's body and then gets kind of shocked. I don't actually know by what. No, I think it was the aliens, right? They visit. Yeah. That's when they take that's Grace. What, that's what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the aliens are... Which he had to know something was up, because in the one episode, he cuts Kit's neck open, I think, is his neck, right? Yeah, the first episode. Because he finds the chip, and, yep. like, the weird little alien bug crawls out and goes away. 
So he had to know something was up with the aliens, but oh yeah, obviously absolutely. nobody expects them to just randomly show up like that. I guess. Yeah. So um, next episode, uh, they act, that's when they get the recording of threats and confessing to be bloody face. Uh, Doctor Arden convinces Kit to attempt to die in order to have the aliens come back again, mm-hmm. and th- it does work. But then it's also revealed that the aliens saved Grace's life. And she's pregnant with Kit's baby. Uh, meanwhile, Sister Jude gets removed from her position and is then admitted as a patient because, again, they're trying to keep it completely covered up. Yeah. And the Monsignor's kind of in on it. So it it's kind of awful. But, you know, that's American Horror Story and all. So then Monsignor Howard is found crucified, um, which summons the Angel of Death, but it's later revealed that that's not where he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, he kills himself by just flitting his wrists in a bathtub later. Yeah. Um, cut back to modern day again, and uh, Bloody Face, whose real name is Johnny Morgan, attends therapy, but then he kills his therapist. Episode 10, Dr. Arden finally stops trying to experiment on things, because it's clearly going poorly, and uh, he's kind of distraught because he's told that his experiments are laughed at by what the aliens can do essentially so he's so downtrodden about that uh kit and lana continue to try to get dr threadson to reveal his secret to everyone and try to get kit free sister jude now uh now going by judy martin is subjected to the asylum's inhumane treatments uh grace goes into labor and a boy is born, and then Monsignor uh, goes to attack Sister Mary Eunice, and he's able to push her off of the third floor. So the Sister Mary Eunice slash Satan character dies, but then um, Dr. Arden's so upset about it and upset about everything else that he, in uh, his work to cremate the body, he just lays on top and goes in with her. That scene was so wild. Like, Ugh. ooh. That's an intense scene. It was really well done. Like, I really like how they did that. Yep. Tragic. So then we get into Sister Jude, who Judy at this point. Oh, spilt milk. Yep. Uh, let's the new Mother Superior, Claudia, know exactly what happened with Lana and that she's able to get her out of the asylum uh so then she can go and encounter like go there's words here confront confront is the word i was looking for she confronts dr threadson and kills him she exposes everything she like as she's leaving the asylum she flips him off because she he finally sees her Yep, she puts the tape up to the window. She she holds up the tape with his confession and just flips him off. It's such a good scene. It's like, oh my god. It's so good. So then that finally ends for the 60s at least. But then there's so many other things like uh, Kit and Grace and their son are finally freed because of the confession. And when they get to Kit's home, Alma is there waiting for them with another baby. Which was so weird. Kit's aliens baby. Kit's alien babies. All the alien babies. Yeah. Um so I do feel like it was another kind of like weird thing. It's like 
how many seasons are there going to be weird babies from people, including dead people? All babies are weird. That's true. <laughs> sure. Um, so then, uh, towards the end of the episode, Lana tries to go back to get Jude out of Briarcliff, but is told that uh, she is dead because the Monsignor faked her death. Ugh, it's so messed up. Uh, then the episode Continuum is two years later. Um, they go back. Um, Kit is, you know, kind of happily married to two people. I don't think they actually officially are uh, no. Grace and him, but Alma still is. Or yeah. maybe not, because technically she died. Either way. Uh, Alma's clearly dealing with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and just completely loses it after like trying to make it work for those couple of years and kills grace with an axe with an axe which is how even though when there's a scene early on where she's like you're an axe murderer grace and like then she becomes one too yep so ironic yeah so good um so alma's then put into briarcliff and that's when it's revealed that sister jude who now is betty drake um is just completely out of it. Like, she keeps seeing the angel of death as other uh, inmates, inmates, basically, yeah. other patients. Um, and she also keeps thinking she's talking to Monsignor Howard, who's now a cardinal, and that she's going to be released. But, in fact, she hasn't spoken to him in a couple of years because he hasn't been around. Lana publishes her book about everything going on. Even though some of it is a little bit exaggerated, according to, like, I think it was Kit kind of confronted her, like, this is not everything that happened and how it happened. And, and you were there. And this you, and yeah, You're he's just... like, you've changed so much. Yeah. Uh, and then Alma dies in the asylum, and then, again, cut to present day, and Johnny, who's bloody, new bloody face, is trying to get a copy of uh, the Lana Winters book. When is it revealed that it's... Lana's son. I think it's in... Is it already known? I think that it's revealed in the final episode. Is it? Uh, it may have been... It's, it's touched on that... I mean, she obviously knows who her child is. Well, she in was the, raped yeah, by him, yeah, so. the, the end of uh, episode 12, he does say that he's going to finish his father's work. But I don't know if it's... I'm trying to remember, because there's so much that happens. Because do we know... I don't remember when the whole, like, Lana was raped by... Um, Thredson. Well, that was just in when like, do they, do when they she first, uh, not really show it, or like she talks about it. Like it's, I don't it's kind of insinuated. Okay, but so then, as viewers, we probably knew a little bit earlier than we have an idea that okay. once I really don't remember. It's revealed that like okay. if Bloody Face is the new Bloody Face's father, then there's a good chance that that might be her mother because she's one of the only people that survived his attacks. Yeah, so. Uh, in the present day, Lena Winters is sitting down for an interview and goes to talk about all the things that happened with Dr. Arden and the Monsignor. Um, and then the Monsignor ended up killing himself. And then it's also talked about how she went to do an expose on the asylum, finally. Uh, and that was when it was finally state-run, and it was even worse than before. It's also shown that uh, 
Kit in 1970 went back for Sister Jude and was able to get her out. Yeah. Uh, and she went to go live with uh, Kit and His the two children. kids. Yeah, so kind of like as a, like a nanny at that, like not a nana, a grandmother, yeah. not a nanny. Um, so that she kind of had her happy ending. Uh, then she passes away. Um, the angel of death comes for her in that scene. Yes. Whew. You get to have your, she gets your her, she gets of... her last moment. And I feel like for her story, I feel like that's such a good last moment for her. Yeah. It, like it, it could have been a lot worse. So I'm really glad ending. with how they did that. Um, and then a few months later, uh, Kit develops cancer and actually it might be a couple of years later that he's finally re-abducted by aliens so yeah i think it's like a couple years yeah a lot of people who want the aliens to come back are talking about maybe having kit come back because that'd be really cool as a tie-in for sure yeah i mean he can it can be any age too because they can do whatever because they're aliens Yeah. so yeah he's taken by the aliens um which is a nice ending for him too because he's had a lot of tragedy oh yeah like so it's kind of weird because then the two kids are just kind of left there and I, I mean, we don't know that. Do we see the kids after he's taken? Uh, no, we don't. But so we don't necessarily know. They we don't know what happened. Him. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. It's kind of weird. So we could see them in the se- look at us. We're already coming up with ideas. Yeah, yeah it's fine. For season ten. Hopefully, they do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Aliens are bust. Um. So then, uh, cuts back to present day, where after the interview, uh, it's revealed that Johnny's hanging out. At the interview, and once everyone else leaves, he comes in to confront, uh, revealed to be his mother. I can't remember when it was revealed, but she talks about how when he was younger, he did. she did try to go see him, like when he was like six or seven, and just couldn't look at his face because of I mean, what it reminded yeah, her of, obviously. Um so then she talks him down, convinces him to put down the gun, and she picks it up and shoots him in the face. Much like she shoots his father. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of that. So I thought yeah. that was kind of The scenes tied tied very well together. Oh, yeah. Like, including, like, the getting a drink, but it was her this time instead of Threadson. Yeah, it's all very In well the first done. time. Uh, and then finally, the last scene is cutting back to essentially, like, the beginning of the season, where Sister Jude talks about how if you stare evil in the face it will stare back uh talking about if she wants to try to interview bloody face because that's just before she is introduced to the character of kit yeah okay so i mean overall a lot of stuff like i said happens in this season we probably missed some i'm sure of it there's so much it's hard to remember Um, every little detail and, you know, even just trying to read through some of the descriptions, there's stuff that they don't put in. So I, I'm sure I missed something. Um, so if you want to find out everything that happens... You definitely have to watch it. You need to watch you it. You might have to watch it twice. I think I have to watch it again for a third time. Because yeah. I feel like to get the actual, like, essence of it all. Yeah, I mean, you also said that, like, you didn't really like it after the first time, which is why it took us a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually really do like it now. It's just... Yeah. I want to love it, and I just don't know why I don't... Uh, I mean... There's not... so many other good seasons, too. Yeah. So... I mean, that's also why, but I don't know. Yeah, and, like, it, it's certainly the case, like, these first, at least three seasons are very strong seasons of television. So, 
you know, it's going to be hard to say that you're not at least a fan of them. Oh, yeah. But you're going to have to have a least favorite of the first few. Yeah. And I know that you, for a while, were not on this, but, you know. So if you have watched it once, give it another shot. You might Oh, my like gosh, yes. Especially on, like, a streaming thing where you can watch them all at once, where you don't have to worry about waiting week to week. Yep. I feel like that really helped me also. But, and yeah, like, it's not like I dislike it because everything's well done from the writing to the acting, mm-hmm. the story. And I almost feel like part of me as an empathetic person, like, I feel like maybe because there's so much sadness and tragedy, maybe that's why I don't really want to like it because it's just so, I mean, every little it thing is, is tragic. It is. Like, there's a lot yeah. of tragedy in every season, but this one's just so yeah this one's sad (laughs) like Like, there's just constant sadness yeah and like it could be that yeah and like it's dealing with mental health issues but then it goes into what people perceived as mental health issues which is obviously something that can be very damaging and possibly even triggering to some people now yeah for sure oh yeah you definitely don't want to have to relive something if it's something that you know makes you upset but Watching anything with shock therapy is hard to watch, too. Yeah. So I feel like there was a lot of yeah. hard scenes. Yeah, the idea of just, too. you know, so, giving yeah. the brain seizures in order to change Phew. it is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So the post that Ryan Murphy made, I think, a couple of years ago where he um, compares each season to the nine circles of hell. Yeah. He says that asylum stands for fraud. And I feel like that honestly fits so well because every single person in this is hiding something and they're hiding their true selves and they're pretending to be someone they're not. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that wouldn't so, so very fitting. So that's pretty cool that. Yeah. Like every character in this is not being themselves. Yeah. And even good people. Yeah. Very even... good people like Kit and. Um, Clea Duvall's character, like, people yeah, like that, like, like they, they're almost blackmailed into being someone they're not. They have to hide. Yeah. Like, he has to hide who he's married it's to. Very, she has to hide yeah. who she loves in order to protect themselves. Yep. So. So that's definitely an interesting underline to it, too. Yeah. Overall, definitely a strong season. Yeah. A lot of tie-ins. Um, again, like, I, well, like we mentioned, there's the tie-ins to Freak Show with, uh, Dr. Arden, his character. Uh, Pepper is a huge character in Freak Show. Uh, there's tie-ins to Roanoke because Lana Winters comes back in that season. Yeah. And she's also mentioned in season seven. There's the ultimate state tie-in because it's in Massachusetts. And there's yes. other seasons that have to do with Massachusetts yeah, and like, little details. Like the Harmons are from Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Salem Witch Trials are a big point of Coven, obviously. Yeah. So and, many little details. Uh, it was just in the hundredth episode of uh, American Horror Story for season in season nine, or that happened in season nine. Uh, they mentioned how Briarcliff Manor is one of the kind of like not haunted but violent properties that the one character whose name Margaret. Margaret, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who are you talking about? Anyway, Margaret. Yeah, Leslie char- Grossman's character. Yeah, Leslie Grossman's character of uh, Margaret. In nineteen in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Um. Well, it's it's shown in nineteen in the flash forward of nineteen eighty nine that she had purchased that property. Um. So that season is definitely tied in very intricately with everything else. Um. So you're just kind of waiting to see 
you know, what are the things, like, if Kit ever does come back, or yeah. if they have any other characters that were in the asylum that have also weird abilities. How did we not talk about the psychotic break that Judy has, Sister Jude has, when yeah. she comes out and sings the name game? How? Because you know that, <laughs> that name La- game. Yep. Lana Banana is what I'll always refer to. When people say Lana Winters, Lana Winters, whatever, it's Lana that everyone says. Lana Banana. Lana Banana, okay. I I think that's why they have it pronounced that way. Just for that joke and just for the name song. that's pretty funny. But no, Lana Banana, like, it's not Lana Winters to me. It's Lana Banana because of that scene. Like, and the first time watching the season, I was like, I know he loves his musical numbers, but this is, like, wild and wacky. The second time around, I was like, I can appreciate this because... She, the woman is having a psychotic break. So yeah. if she was a singer in her past and a dancer too, why not have her do a sing and dance number, you know? Song right, and dance. Yeah, Ryan Murphy, famously a producer of Glee, decided to throw some Glee into this season. Oh my goodness, no. It's such a... I mean... I appreciate the scene so much Like more. I feel like the reason that I tried to block it out is because I felt so uncomfortable watching oh it. Oh my gosh, like, it's so hard to get through, but uh, it's really good. Like, it's just... It's so wild and wacky, and I love it. I love it now. <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that was probably the, one of the points that I was just like, this is a real TV show. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how TV is made anymore. But honestly, anymore. like, if you have Jessica Lang, why not, right? I mean, yeah, she she, she really loves does to do a her great song, job. Her, she loves to do her song numbers. Uh, she does. And we'll get more into that in season four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to prepare myself for that one. Because <laughs> that was, that's something else. There's a lot of musical numbers for it being a horror story. Yeah. And it not being Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we covered everything about the season. Uh, we covered who our, like, some of our favorite people were. Um, again, I don't know if I'm going to do favorite character, but, or least favorite, like we did last episode. I mean... I don't know if I have... Honestly, my least favorite characters are probably the Honeymooners because they're so naive and annoying. Like, I love how they did the the introduction and they go back to it in the last episode. I do like that, but... My least... Yeah, it's my least favorite is Maroon 5. That's my my least favorite character is Maroon 5. Because everyone else, even though the horrible people like Dr. Arden, he's so horrible, but what's his name? James Cromwell? James Cromwell. I was like, am I saying the son's son's name? Um, John. He does such a good job at that character that, like, even though he's so evil and horrible, you're just like, he did a good job. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. I just want him to come back as another character. Oh, that'd be so good. Just get more Cromwell up. And was Dennis O'Hare in this season? No, Dennis O'Hare was not in the season. <sighs> I think that's Bummer. another reason why you originally were just like, I'm bored. <laughs> that's why we didn't watch it for so much to the show. He really does. I miss it. It's him. true. It's so good. But everyone else did a really good job. I mean... Yeah, I mean... Everyone nailed their role. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm glad when we finally watched it that I had seen it. Yeah. Because it took... For, like, we started watching, like, the other newer seasons and we never went back for a while. I would watch it again. Like, you know, I really think third time's a charm. So, I don't know. Yeah. But if anyone hasn't watched it yet or they watched it and didn't really like it, I definitely think a second go around's really good. Yeah, that's that for second sure. second time around. I can't do the musical tune because i almost did family matter so i'm just i'm just gonna stop right there um anyway i guess that's a good way to close the episode thank you for all for listening uh this has been episode two of how good is that to helen back 
make sure you check out everything else we do over at superliminalfilms.com uh, on the YouTube, on the Facebook, on the Twitter, and on the Instagram, and on the Twitch, and we're, we're other places, maybe. I don't know how the internet works. We are everywhere. <laughs> we are everyone. We are legion, for we are many. Every Monday you can hear two other people rambling on, but usually with a little bit more order. Uh, in Max and Dan on Did You See? So make sure you check that out as well if you haven't already.